So yeah, I'm doing this podcast, um, and I'm just—it's just about Jesus. That's it. Like, uh, he's worthy to be talked about, worthy to be loved, worthy to be expressed in a word. Um, it's not here. I'm not here to be, um, you know, super polished and super entertaining. I'm here to talk about Jesus and the fact that when he came, he didn't come looking for an audience. He came looking for people that he could love and be loved by. And that's, that's always been his MO. That's always been his, his purpose. You know, uh, this is not complicated. But it is profound, and it is wonderful, and it is set in stone, and there's no changing it, because he's already come and died. He's already come and given himself uh, totally to mankind in the person of Jesus Christ. God has. God has done this. Um, Separate from our uh, board meetings and our initiatives and, and our council, he came and gave us himself uh, in the fullness, uh, the absolute fullness of the Godhead lives bodily in Christ Jesus. And so we have that permanent access to him uh, as we see and behold that he is everything, that he's the totality of all that we desire and all that we could ever want. If we would just take a minute and be silent before him humbling ourselves and lowering ourselves and and not focusing on ourselves this is not about you this is about Christ giving all of himself to you that you would give all of yourself to him and that nothing would separate you from the love of God nothing would come in between you and him there would be absolute no separation and so um this is this is a place where we're going to take that and just expound upon it every time and see where it goes and not um, try to, you know, let this be something, but just take it and run with it and just speak. I'm just going to speak from my heart. Um, maybe sometimes we'll have other people on here or whatever, but for the... F- the focus of this man this is this is about there is nothing greater than him giving all of himself to us that we would fall madly in love with him that is the bliss that is the true bliss and the profound reality that we have the ability to walk in because his blood was spilled spilled on the altar and it's never run dry. It's never dissipated. It's never gone anywhere. It's still sitting on the altar today, fresh, hot as it was on the day it was applied in the heavenlies. And if you're new to this and, and this stuff is not making sense to you, I encourage you to read your Bible. <laughs> Go to the Bible, check it out. It's the real deal, man. It's the real deal. Don't take my word for it. Go search it out. If you're not a believer, 
and you're here listening, listen, bro, he loves you. Jesus has been madly in love with you before you ever took your first breath in this world, before you ever had traumatic things happen to you, before anything ever happened in this world that shook your life. Christ was for you from the beginning, and we have proof of it in the person of Christ Jesus dying on the cross. Absolute, solid, undeniable proof. God's love is steadfast. It is a mile marker in the existence of humanity, staked down into the ground, literally like the cross was a stake in the ground of time. And it's it settles everything. It's steadfast, man. His arms are wide open for you to come and embrace the truth. You have been made righteous in Christ. That is the anthem of the Christian reality. And that is what we we desire to share to the world is the reconciliation of all mankind to the person of Christ Jesus, that they may see the love of the Father because that was the mission of the Son was to express the full total love that the Father has given us in the person of Jesus. That was his mission. That was the absolute mission of Christ. When boiled down, it was to take away the sins of the world because he's the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world, but he was also about his Father's business, and he wanted to give the Father to humanity as he truly is, because he was the only one who had ever seen the Father as he truly is from before time ever was. Jesus was dancing in love, in union, in fellowship, in absolute, complete, and total love expressed was was being completed in the Trinity of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit long before we ever existed. They just, out of this abundance of the heart of love for each other, they wanted to love another. They just had this desire to love another, and that's why they created us. That's where our origin has begun. And so in that place, that's where we have to start. We have to start where he finished at the cross, settling all that stuff so that we could have absolute access to the grace of God, to the forgiveness of God, to the freedom of God, like Jesus's freedom in the Father. We have that access. We have that love. We have that passion that same passion we have the ability to access just like Jesus has in the Father. He said that. The same love you have for me, I have for them, and they, they will have for you. You know, like we are we are in that place with him, unified to him, and, and we can't get out of it. Nor should we try to get out of it because it's everything to us if we can see it. It's... It's the bliss of his person. It's the oneness that he has in his own efforts given us to join in with and be become one with and be settled in. 
And it's a journey. It's a journey of opening that box and going, oh my goodness, like this is, this is far greater than I could ever imagine. This is, this is wonder and awe. And, and in that place, we begin to love him because we see how much he loves us and, and we don't get it twisted. And we're not trying to build up this performance and build up all these things that we need to do to get higher up to God, but we actually embrace what he has done. And in that place, we start to elevate into a higher understanding and enlightened reality being lit up by his light being unveiled to us the beauty that is Christ, the beauty that is our union with him, the beauty that is our fellowship in the Son and the Spirit and the Father all in one. We live from that place. We we thrive in that place. It's the only thing worth living for. And out of that, we show the world. We love the world because the world begins to see how much we see that we're loved and we are able to express that back out and they are mesmerized by the love of Jesus in our lives that we believe he has for us and they say what is this that you have you know and and our goal is not for them to say that but our goal is for them to see a genuine reality that we live from. I believe the early church had this set, man. They were solid on this. Jesus loves us. John specifically. First John really makes this clear. First, second, third John. He's just solid in this, man. He just knows. He was the one who laid his head on the bosom of Christ. You know, he was he, the, the one whom Jesus loved. He knew this. He was solid in this. He didn't have another title for himself but except this. And it's because it's the only thing that we that really sets the tone for the rest of our existence. If this is not in place, you will have something else you need to perform in order to get into right standing with God, which is a trap. It's a deadly trap. It's self-righteousness. And, you know, in the parable that Jesus speaks about with the man who got into the wedding feast without his garments that were given to him by the father of the of the groom uh you can't you can't come into the wedding feast there's he needs to get out of here because he's not willing to take the free gift of righteousness and put it on himself he would rather have his own thing and so basically you're shunning what Christ has given you and trying to be accepted by your own works and your own merits and the things that you've accomplished in your life and it's worthless dung as Paul says I tried to do all this stuff Paul was Paul was top notch in all this stuff knew the law frontwards and backwards he knew all this kind of stuff but what he didn't know is that Christ loved him so deeply and the love of Christ is what constrained him to express that to the world and give it out. It was the love of Christ. It was the horse before the cart. It was it was not getting it twisted and flipping it around. It was literally, you see this first 
and everything will follow suit. Everything will be in the pure motive. It will be in the right, like, way of looking at it. You'll see it for what it really is. And you will walk this out and express this to the world. And they will be undone and unraveled by the same love I have shown you. You will show them. And that's our mission. That's Christ alone be our mission. Christ alone is the message. There is no other message. That's the truth about it, man. There is no other message. You know, a lot of things have come down the pipeline as trying to be what we need, you know, to get close to God, to to try to be better and do these things. But it's not, that's not the thing. The thing is, Christ has done it. He's made you righteous. Now see that he loves you. Be loved by him and love him back. And trust him. And love your neighbor as yourself. These are the things that, that really press us forward in Christianity that kind of has ebbed and flowed throughout the centuries. And I believe we're coming back to that being our reality, that being the truth, the solid truth that cannot be shaken, that a foundation that cannot be shaken, and seeing that in that place, we can shake the world. Just like they did in the very beginning. They shook the world. These men have been with Jesus. It's the key. We have to be with the Lord. We have to see Him as He is. And it's a journey. And we're all going there. And we're all purposing to move forward in that. But if it's not priority, you will settle for lesser things. And once again, you will put the cart before the horse and you will move nowhere in the journey and the bliss and reality of the person of Christ as he is being everything to us. And that being our only pursuit total pursuit 